house in Chicago's famous Hotel Sherman, we invite your family to join the millions of families from coast to coast and listen to America's favorite, Don McNeil and his breakfast club. And here is your Toastmaster, Don McNeil. Oh, good morning, breakfast lovers. Morning to you. Welcome back, Carolyn. Hallelujah. This first call to breakfast for all of you out there. America, wake the breakfast club is on the Okay, all together now. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Uh, well, I, I know what you're saying. McNeil has flipped his lid again. But uh, no, there is a reason for this Yuletide greeting that we have today. This portion of the Breakfast Club is being taped for the Armed Forces Radio Network to be heard all over the world on Christmas morning. And, uh... This, uh, the, you see, they, they may record the whole show, actually, and, and then chop it down to a half hour. They like to do their Christmas chopping early. And <laughs> actually, we know that it's only Friday, September 2nd. But when you stop to think of it, it's not bad celebrating Christmas now. The stores, stores aren't as crowded, you know, and uh, there's no waiting at the post office. And it gives you a chance to say thank you by sending notes for the gifts that you got last year. So you'll be on this year's list, you know. <laughs> And the Christmas music is good, too. Uh, it's too good to be heard only once a year, so you're going to hear a lot of it this morning. At one minute and a half past the hour. Christmas morning when this uh, program is being heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. As I mentioned, it's actually four months earlier as we taped the broadcast, so I'm going to do a little predicting. See how my predictions come out when Christmas morning is actually here and you hear this show. Last year, I said that the upcoming Rose Bowl game would be between Purdue and Oregon State, and you may recall it turned out to be Washington and Wisconsin. <laughs> also, last year, I predicted that the White Sox would beat the Yanks or would beat the Giants in seven games for the World Series and it wound up with the Dodgers beating the White Sox in six games. So you can see I was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go for this year. All right, it's Christmas morning, 1960. It is not a white Christmas. In fact, we've had very little snow this December, lots of rain, and it's been warmer than usual. And a week from today, the University of Washington will be playing Northwestern University in the Rose Bowl. Northwestern edged out Illinois and Kansas for the honor of representing the East. <laughs> and I guess you all know that the World Series was played between Pittsburgh and Baltimore, with Pittsburgh winning in six games. 
<laughs> it was a big presidential campaign year. There was a big turnout at the polls. And as you know, the outcome was close. And, of course, the man who will be inaugurated next month is... Well, you all know how that one came out. I, I, I'm sure. I'll go just so far with you. One thing I can say with safety, Christmas fell on Sunday this year, so we're celebrating on Monday. Of that, I'm sure. So here's the Christmas song with Dick Noel. <laughs> Nuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright With their eyes all aglow, we'll find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna smile to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from 1 to 92 Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Christmas, everybody. That's there. The singer with a perfect name for Christmas, Dick Noel. You know, uh, Dick has been doing his beatnik version of the classics for us, and uh, you can hear the Christmas ornaments in the background. I remember one sent by our Cincinnati station, WLW, a couple of years back. It's called A Very Hip Night Before Christmas. Dick Noel. I got it. All right. T'was the night before Christmas and all through the pad. Not a hip cat was swinging and that's nowhere, Dad. The stove was hung up in that stocking routine in hopes that the fat man would soon make the scene. Now the kids had all had it, so they hit their sacks. And me and the bride had begun to relax. When there started a rumble that came as real frantic, so I opened the window to figure the panic. I saw a square short that was making fat tracks being pulled by eight dogs who were wearing hat racks. And a funny old geezer was flipping his lid and he told them to make it man like they did. I couldn't help digging the scene on the roof as I stood there just waiting for Chubby to goof. They stood by the chimney in bunches and clusters till Tubby slid down, coming on like gangbusters. <laughs> now his threads were the squarest and I had to chuckle in front. Not in back was his Ivy League buckle. That mop on his chin hit his butted nose, ma'am. He looked like a baller. Like he was the squarest, the most airs when he left all that loot. He laid the jazz on me and fled from the gig, wailing, have a cool you and man later, like dig. <laughs> 
Oh. Man, like that was cool. Oh, like, wow. It's crazy anyway. Uh, well, for you fellas uh, throughout the world and the armed forces who are listening to this on Christmas morning, you'll be happy to know that Lorraine Peters is our special uh, guest gal singer today. And uh, you ought to appreciate this, having been uh, at some of these service camps throughout the world, Lorraine. Yes, uh, when I was with the band, we made a tour. That was uh, Ray McKinley. Ray McKinley and the Glenn Miller Band. Uh, we toured over there in um, France and Germany and England and Morocco and Tripoli. And uh, we played the uh, Army Air Force bases. Well, you have an idea now how the boys might be clustered around the radios listening, huh? Oh, yes. Just to hear, uh, you know, something from home means so much. Well, how about you doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Look. for him? All right, Lorraine Peters. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny Santa Claus, does it require much training to be a street corner Santa Claus? Well, I have to keep my arm in shape to ring that bell all day. I see, yes. Uh, how did you develop such a strong right arm? I ran a crap game in the arm. I see. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what made you give it up? Well, one day I made seven the hard way. Made seven the hard way? How was that? Three and a half and three, three and, and a half. half. I see. <laughs> well, I, I guess being a corner Santa Claus is easier than, I mean, climbing down rooftops and sliding down chimneys. Oh, I used to do that, too. Oh, it's probably very tiresome having to handle that big bag, too. I don't pay attention to her. <laughs> uh, let's get back to your present job, standing on the corner. Ring that little bell, keeping the pot boiling. Well, that's why I'm quitting this year. The other day I was standing on the corner ringing my bell... A little boy gave me a hot foot. Oh, how, how awful. What happened? My pants caught on fire. <laughs> Were you burned very badly? No, but my pot was, was boiling. boiling yeah. 
Well, that was appreciated by the summer school of Catholic action folks who were meeting here. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the veterans of 334th Engineers were having a reunion today in the studio. Didn't seem to mind it here in the Sherman Hotel. Are the housewives or students or pharmacists or teachers or salesmen or bankers or pilots and last-minute vacationers who are with us today. I used to stick around because I wouldn't be surprised if one Aunt Fanny had dropped in for a visit with all you boys throughout the world. And that will happen in just a few minutes. Right now, it's 13 past the hour. is coming to you from the College Inn Porterhouse of the Hotel Sherman in Chicago. It's second call's breakfast, a happy how-to-do. We wish a happy cherry day to you and you and you. Well, as you know, heat causes things to expand and cold causes them to contract. Now, if you want proof, you can notice the days are much shorter uh, in the winter than they are in the summer. And that proves it. And we're doing the... Oh, no, wait. Just threw that out for what it's worth. I could have thrown it out, I see that. But uh, that's why we're doing the Christmas show on the Breakfast Club in September. And we picked a wonderful time with the temperatures up in the mid-90s here. So the more Christmassy we can feel, the better we like it at 16 minutes past the hour.
Well, Christmas songs may come and Christmas songs may go, but the old favorites will live on together forever, that's for sure. So we're going to ask all the people who are assembled here in the Porter House room of the Sherman this morning to join us and you, wherever you are, in Silent Night. Sunshine Magazine, Lucille Langston's little thought about Christmas. Christmas stretches further than our love for one another. It reaches out to every man and makes each one our brother. For Christmas is God's shining love expressed in human birth to make us, as in heaven above, one family here on earth. can listen to this at the same time and enjoy it. A visit from our old friend Aunt Fanny that I promised you. Good morning, Aunt Fanny. Oh, happy Holly Berry to you. <laughs> Your calendar's kind of slipped the cog again, ain't it? Yes, but not to those Christmas boys. Christmas in September. Yeah. That's all right with me. I think you can't get ahead of the Russians one way, do it another. <laughs> They invented the calendar. I'm kind of sorry, though, that you've done this. Oh? Because now and then he'll start asking me, what are you going to get me for Christmas? And oh. she'll finally get on it to, so bad that I'll say none of your blame business. Yeah. And if you wasn't such a good friend, I wouldn't tell you that much. <laughs> but I don't care. Do you want to add one? What? He wants one of them little uh, bitty uh, tiny uh, foreign cars. For Christmas? Yes. That's Does what he? he'd like to have, yes. He uh, he loves them. I, I can't stand them. Can't you? Well, no, Jing. It's like getting into a vest to get into the things, you know. Yeah. You're just all cramped up there. <laughs> but you can get twice as many in a project jam, I guess. Yes, so there you, you go. Uh, Nettie would like to have a tape recorder. 
Oh. Yes, uh, because she's getting to where you know, she hears everything, uh-huh. and she can't remember it. Oh. So she'd like to put it down. She goes to beauty shop twice a week. She's a great one to get uh, beauty treatments, you know. She likes to take Yeah, it. she gets a face full of mud and an ear full of dirt at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> she wants her tape. Oh, she's such a good woman. Yeah, no, she... I don't like to talk about her, you know. She's always trying to make you feel at home, you know, when you come to her house. Uh-huh. Which is kind of crazy, because if you wanted to feel at home, you'd have stayed there. Well, sure, in the first place, yeah. Because it makes sense. Yeah. And she's uh, always talking about health foods, brain foods, you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Fish, you know, she says it's a great brain. Food. I've heard that. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. I don't think it holds up. Don't you? No, I have new people to eat fish all day Friday, and then go out the next day and do the silliest things in the whole world. Is that so? <laughs> it's like people, though, I guess, that sows wild oats all week, and then goes to church on Sunday and hopes for a crop failure. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, well, <laughs> that doesn't make any difference. No. But now, do I get this? Uh, they don't hear this uh, hear wonderful, great big show of yours until Christmas morning? This particular this one? This particular one. for Christmas morning. Well, yes. gee, I'd have time to knit up a pair of socks, wouldn't I? Sure. For Daddy's uh, nephew, uh, Morton. In the service, is he? Yes, he's over there in Germany. Oh. I knit him a pair last year. Uh-huh. He never wore them. Didn't he? No, and I took a lot of pains with them, too. Why do you suppose? Oh, I don't know. Well, there was maybe a few knots. Oh, here and there, yes. where the thread broke and I tied it, you I know. See. They was naughty, but they was nice. Well, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh. Well, I haven't sold one of them in for so long, so I just get back to I don't know. And uh, there was a hole so in the toe. I don't know. Uh, so he can get into them from either end. Oh, open toe job. Wouldn't you like to have a pair of socks like that? Well, sure I would. Fellow ought to be pretty blame grateful to get a wonderful hand-knit uh, job like that. I would love a pair of socks. Well, to heck with him, I'll knit them for you. Oh, no, no, oh. Don't, don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty but nice. <laughs> wow. You've got a pair of socks coming, too. Yeah, I guess so. Me and my big mouth. <laughs> Well, I uh, I know that there are some people here who would like to say hello to any of you boys throughout the world. Any of you uh, folks who are here this morning have uh, sons or someone in the family who uh, are in the armed forces right now overseas? No. Not overseas? Well, you might be listening anyway. Uh, find out who that lady is, Dick. Yes. This would be Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Ray Bossel. From? Sioux City, Iowa. And you have a son? Or? Yes. My oh. oldest son. He was 19 yesterday. Where is he? Uh, right now he's stationed 60 miles north of uh, Seattle at Oak Harbor. Oh, well, this is September. By the time he hears this, he may be in Okinawa. Isn't that nice? He could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that he'll have a Merry Christmas wherever he was, knowing Mom was thinking about him. Where's Patty Norton of Ardmore, Oklahoma? Right where? Hello there, Patty. Say, Patty. I uh, believe I'm supposed to go up there. Yeah, yeah, I reckon you are. <laughs> And I sure... Oh, oh, there's something right under here that I want. I saw him put it under there. Sam, where'd you put that down? I'm not going to tell, but I get it later. <laughs> yeah, Sam keeps hiding these things all the time. Patty, it's good to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, you have any uh, friends in the service? Yes, I have a daughter. Good. And what's she? What friends? She is a recruit in the WAFs, and she's stationed at uh, McClellan, Fort McClellan, Alabama. Well, wonderful. I think she and everybody else might be interested in what you wrote here, a little poem about your visit to us. I'm sure the boys in the service would get a kick out of this. Supposing you read it for us. You don't mean to tell me I'm going to have to read it. Yes, I do mean to tell you. (laughs) Grits and gravy we've yet to find. At six tonight, we leave behind. Your city fair and all we've missed. But please don't let us leave unkissed. 
card and wrote a little reply to you. May I read it? Yes. So here's to you, Miss Patty Norton, because on your trip you'll soon be starting. <laughs> as close as I can come. Grits and gravy you will not get. You're too far north already yet. We'd like we'd like to kiss you before you roam, but our wives would kill us when we got home. So, bye. Bye. Nice trip. Nice trip. Well, speaking of the North and the South, where's uh, Claudia McDowell, it looks like to me, from Shreveport, Louisiana? Oh, that's a friend of the lady I just talked to, I guess. She says, for three days, we've been outflanked, outmaneuvered, and attacked by surprise. Other instances where the North outsmarted the South. What's the matter, Claudia? Well, we, for us, represent Barm Journal. We came here to this uh, meeting. We expected to take home all the prizes. I didn't win. Didn't win? No, sir. Those Yankees from the north did it? Mm-hmm. The Yankees did. The Yankees won again? Yes, sir. Oh, my. Well, that's all right. Well, you don't we mind. don't mind. No. We've had a good time. Why, sure. After all, you can get down below that Mason Dixon line. Certainly. Remember that Yankee line that did it to you. That's there. right. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Claudia or Claudia? Claudia. Claudia. Claudia, yes. Yeah, well, nice to talk to you, Claudia, old kid. Thank you. You don't mind me calling me out. I didn't mean it. Didn't oh, no, mean it. that's all right. You know, I just now. You're the youngest old kid I've seen in yeah. some time. Yes. Thank you very much, yes. Claudia. Nice to talk to you. Well, for any of you boys who think you might uh, retire to California sometime, think a little while before you do. Uh, there's a retired fellow, Al Leslie, from Hawthorne, Wisconsin. Where are you, Al? I... Uh, I don't know what he uh, used to be. What did you used to be before you retired, Al? I was uh, on the highway. On the highway, huh? 53. Yeah. So he went out to California. Yes, Thought he'd he take, take a look. Wanted to see what a patio was like. He'd all heard about him so much, you know. Everybody says you can go to California and retire and sit on your patio. So uh, <laughs> so he went to California to see what a patio was like. He says, what did I see? It was nothing but an umbrella on the rocks. <laughs> all right. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, old boy. I don't know what you expected <laughs> to find, but that's all it is. Well, I, I want all of you now, before uh, we leave these guys, in unison, to say Merry Christmas to them all, wherever they might be throughout the world, just let them know we're thinking of them. So, let's say it. One, two, three. special Christmas holiday presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.